0: Poso money work wai wanin kitanani mo e joski pietai apos notoman e yum MITW podcast e jospis pietai apos notoman en e sekimaka e
1: josu madne Welcome to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Wapus. As usual, we are joined today by Vaughn Bowles, Public Information Officer for the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin. Welcome, Vaughn.
0: Good morning.
1: So there is a lot of misinformation out there about COVID and COVID vaccines. So how can people make sure that they're getting or sharing accurate information?
0: You know, this is really a question about critical thinking and research and analysis and you know not just drinking from the fire hose the first thing i would just like to say is anything you read on social media should be questioned sure (laughs) unless you're tracing it to the original source and Mm -hmm. even when you trace something to its original source then you got to ask all right what type of organization is presenting this information is it government is it academic like a college or university um Mm -hmm. could it be independent scientists Um, is it medical is it coming from a research organization like mayo clinic or john hopkins Um, or is it is it media that's presenting it cable tv talk radio newspaper news etc and then you know just understand that each source has a particular bias. you know sheena and i as wonderful as we are we both have biases Everyone has them, you know, so Mm -hmm. ask, you know, is, ask if there's an agenda with what's being presented and how it's being said. Are they trying to inform you about specific health concerns? Are they trying to make money? Are they marketing, you know, XYZ product? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and then you will also want to take time to corroborate sources. Is it presented in multiple areas? Does it seem credible? Um, And just really take the time to do some, do some diligence on what's being presented. Even, even, you know, when I read information that are presented by scientists and doctors, I usually have to go to two or three different sources just to make sure it's accurate because I'm finding, you know, we'll read something in the news sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's wildly inaccurate and that wild inaccuracy can be repeated in several different places. That doesn't necessarily make it true just because it's, it's widespread. So, you really want to evaluate where the information is coming from, who said it, and, and kind of how they got to that point, if that makes sense. Hopefully
1: mm-hmm. it makes sense. <laughs> um, so it looks like maybe due to or possibly due to the Delta variant, we're having a somewhat rise in COVID cases at this point in certain areas of the country. Um, hot spots as we called them. Right. This is this something that people should be aware of when they're traveling right now?
0: Short answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people should always be looking into the the concerns of the locations they're going to when if they're going to stay for an extended period of time or be away from home for an extended period of time. You know, this may be looking into the level of COVID cases that are taking place. Um, it might be something other than COVID. It could be flu or some other type of public health concern. But yeah, people should be interested um, in knowing about the health concerns, where they're going. Um, you know, if they, if they really want to, Look into things. They should also consider the safety measures when they travel. Um, case of COVID, you know, get vaccinated. That is like the most important thing you could do to keep your safe, keep your keep your safe, keep yourself, your family, loved ones safe while you're traveling. Um, you know, other than that, washing your hands with soap and water for 20 seconds when it's available. Critical stopping the spread of disease, um, you know, b- before and after eating, before and after using the restrooms, um, before and after touching any high traffic areas, keyboards, doorknobs, phones, um, you know, clean surfaces before you touch them if you have the opportunity to do so. Use something like a Clorox wiper or some other sort of disinfectant if you have that. They have nice little travel packs for that. I know my wife sends me with those everywhere I go now. She loves me, she doesn't <laughs> want me to get sick. Um, also, you know, consider maintaining things like physical distance from people that aren't in your household, six feet or more. Um, also, they recommend wearing masks when you're traveling over your nose and mouth. Then don't touch it if it's, it's fixed in place. So, um, yeah, be aware of where you're going. Be aware of what the situation is on the ground when you get there.
1: Um, so I know we talked uh, previously about uh, vaccinations for younger children. When can we kind of expect more information about that? Because I know they're trialing that right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're they're working on closing out the phase three trials. Um, hopefully they'll have stuff at the end of the summer or the beginning of the fall as far as being able to vaccinate younger children and how safe they are for them. So hopefully a little later this year.
1: Great. Um, So again, Delta variant coming more prevalent. Um, So what recommendations do you have for parents to better protect their children who can't be vaccinated right now, younger children?
0: You know, they're, they're really the same as the travel precautions and stuff. Washing and cleaning the environment um, is critical for keeping young kids healthy and safe um, because obviously kids touch everything and usually things end up in their mouths or they end yep. up rubbing their eyes and nose <laughs> and yep. stuff. So if you can keep the environment clean, that'll really help them um, since they can't be vaccinated. Um, also considering limiting limiting time with you know large gatherings, uh, particularly ones that are indoors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you can... Kip something that's absolutely unnecessary, you know, you might want to consider that. It's not as fun sometimes, but, you know, that that is one way to prevent yourself from being exposed to potential diseases like COVID or anything else. So, um, you know, just consider where you're going to be, how many people are going to be around, if you're going to be indoors or outdoors. And, uh, you know, if you can control the environment by keeping it clean, that that will help kids that can't be vaccinated.
1: So um, apparently the CDC has some new guidance for schools. I read that. I don't know. If, I didn't see any details about it. But um, how will that affect our community's plans for schools?
0: Well, we can we can actually post those guidelines in the show notes and stuff so everyone can read them because they're sure. fun and exciting, just like all the announcements <laughs> from the CDC. Yes. Um, I love <laughs> reading them, right? Doesn't everyone? Um <laughs> So they mainly had uh, eight, eight takeaway points. Uh, some of them were a little redundant, but mm-hmm. um, the first thing they, they brought up was that students benefit from in-person learning. That is definitely something we learned over this last year. The distance learning can be very challenging for kids, sure. especially some of the more outgoing ones. And they say that safely returning to in-person instruction for fall of 2021 is a priority for the country. So that's that's the first thing they wanted to throw out there and everyone to know. They say, you know, vaccination's currently the leading public health strategy to end the COVID-19 pandemic um, and promoting vaccination can help schools safely return to in-person learning as well as extra extracurricular activities. So we understand not everyone can be vaccinated at this point, but for those who can, um, they should be, or they, they have that opportunity to, and it'll bring us back to school a little bit easier if they are. Um, They also say masks should be worn indoors by individuals ages two and older if they're not fully vaccinated. So uh, that is definitely something to consider. Um, They did change uh, this one point. They said schools uh, need to have students maintain at least three feet of physical distance while in a classroom combined with indoor mask wearing, uh, particularly by those that aren't vaccinated uh, they recommend uh, additional cleaning and disinfecting, like they said, and like we talked about earlier, keeping that environment clean is pretty critical for keeping kids healthy. Um, and they said if students and teachers and staff are feeling ill, stay home. Kind of an obvious one, but that definitely helps slow the spread of COVID or just about anything else. Um and then they just talk about how, you know, if you approach or if the school approaches, you know, all of these as a, a series of layered precautions, it should help prevent the spread of COVID enough to safely return to school. So that's kind of where they are. That's kind of what they think right now, which I think is, is good news.
1: Okay, so um, again, I know we've talked about the origins of the virus before. Um, do we have any more information about that at this point?
0: So I'm going to try to be very honest and careful with the next thing that I say <laughs> because there's there's been a lot of media censorship regarding this issue um, and it's made it kind of challenging to uh, accurately gather information regarding this specific question. So right now there, there are two main theories um, about the COVID virus and about its origin. One is it was naturally occurring and that it was what could be considered a zoonotic transfer, virus jumping from an animal to people. The other the other theory out there, um, and really the only other type of alternative, is a lab leak or a lab accident. Now, yesterday the director of the World Health Organization came out with a statement um, saying that the Chinese government should have been a lot more forthcoming with facts and data in the early days of the pandemic and that it was premature at that point to reel out the lab leak theory. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just repeating what what was said at that level. Um, what I can say, personally, um, I have a lot of questions for some of the official narratives uh, around the, the virus's origin. And, and it appears to me that sometimes there are some facts or pieces of information that are, might be a little misaligned or a little misleading. Um, I think we'll learn more about the origin as time progresses um but there may always be questions about this in the end is what i'm going to (laughs) say
1: okay so do you have any final piece of advice for people this week
0: you know what i hope everyone has a wonderful weekend uh don't share your sodas and don't kiss strangers stay healthy and and have a good time everyone thank you Vaughn. you bet
1: Waibannon, well, for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook and MITW Podcasts. I do weekly updates with Vaughn. I welcome any community questions you have about COVID-19, so please send those to us via email at podcast.mitw.org. At